Hopefully this is the last time you'll hear this ad. With Chime checking account features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts or at least grab an extra latte. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com goals 24. That's chime.com goals 24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com disclosures for details. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Good afternoon, Zinger Nation. Welcome aboard the Moon or Bust rocket ship your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. my name is logan ross and i will be your captain for today's mission uh we are joined by the benzinga ground crew a wonderful team uh this this flight will be attended by DeFi developer brian moore and ryan mutant ape mcnamara how are you guys doing today fantastic how are you I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so before we are cleared for takeoff, there's a couple quick safety procedures I got to run us through. Uh, so first off, I need all who are willing and able uh, to flip their like button into the on position. Uh, and for anyone who is new around here, uh, make sure to subscribe to the Benzinga channel. And if you're interested in crypto, there's a specific uh, Benzinga crypto channel, the top link in the description below. Also, we have a Telegram. You can come say what's up, hang out, and get a 25% off discount on the Sick Moon or Bust merch. I got the BTC hat. My, my attendants got the, the ETH hats on. I got the Doge hat back here. Uh, we got it all for y'all today. Um, as always, make sure to connect with us on Twitter. Uh, but with that out of the way, let's get right into the news. So I'm going to hand it off to, to attendant McNamara. Uh, what are we looking at today on the news? Lots of news today, actually. Did you guys hear about that DYDX airdrop? I wanted to touch on that really quickly before we got into the other news. I did not fill me no, in. No, there was there was a retroactive airdrop for those who used DYDX and completed all the challenges they gave for them oh. before August. And the airdrop was insane. It was like fifty thousand plus dollars. And apparently, oh. apparently, the SEC is trying to stop some of these people from getting their airdrops. I don't exactly know how that works. But crazy to see another huge airdrop in the DeFi ecosystem, guys. If you aren't in the DeFi ecosystem yet, transfer your coins off of the exchange. Get a MetaMask wallet. Get involved in DeFi because it pays to be involved. There's airdrops like this all the time. I mean, usually not $50,000, but, you know, be active in the communities. You'll find some NFTs to mint. You'll find some airdrops to get. And before you know it, you'll find yourself with some free crypto in your wallet. I know Brian got a free airdrop not too long ago. Yeah, I got some... The graph token. I got some GRT. I had no idea where it came from either. I, it took me like a good hour to figure it out, but I was, <laughs> yeah, that was a really nice little surprise. So nice. should we get should we get in the rest of the news, or should we go right to the Doja Palooza giveaway and then cover some of this SEC trouble that we see going on with Coinbase and Uniswap? 
Um, how about we do the Doge giveaway? And, and while you're working on that, I want to pull up some questions. We got a lot of activity in the chat already today. So uh, let's tap okay. in. Okay. So um, let's see. First up, Joe Rogan, the man himself, wants to know Did you guys buy the dip? Yes. I have not bought the dip Next yet. No. I have not. Not yet. Are yeah, you this waiting? This is a dip. Yes, I'm waiting. I do have fiat ready to deploy, but I'm waiting. I hope to see around a three thousand dollar Ethereum, maybe twenty eight hundred dollars. Uh, but right around that price level, that's where I'm ready to buy in more ETH, maybe a little Bitcoin, probably not. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely a few altcoins in ETH. Uh, still looking to get some Star Atlas for the people who follow the show. I'm bullish on yep. Star Atlas, and I have yet to get any. But they did a ship sale yesterday, which was really cool. They auctioned off some NFT ships, different starships. It's pretty cool stuff, but I'm hey, still I waiting to get in on ship. that. Yeah, it's pretty wait, cool. Wait, we can manage you, it together. Are you treating that moon or bust with another rocket ship, Ryan? I'm just yeah, trying to get to the moon any way I can. <laughs> I added a bunch more into my um, rebalancing portfolio. I just kind of kept pushing it in, changed up my parameters a little bit. I'm still making money even with that dip. I'm, I'm still mm-hmm. in the green. Just always in the green. You hold on to your crypto long enough. That's just how it goes. And then dips me nothing. For sure. I'm on my high horse. So it looks like Quantum (laughs) is a bit new to crypto. He's never traded it before. Is it like Forex or more like a Ponzi? Okay, so yes, uh, both. both. Yes, so so <laughs> it, it's like Forex in, in the idea that there's spot trades uh, that you can exchange different currencies uh, for other currencies. Um, but there are also a lot of Ponzi coins out there. Now, now, mind you, the top like twenty, the top fifty, top one hundred are going to be relatively more safe bets. Um, but there's a lot of coins out there that are really just coming up. Uh, trying to get some community members aboard and and then promise them, uh, you know, passive income when really the creators, the ones with the big bags, are just taking all the passive income. Uh, and, and so there are Ponzi's out there. You got to be careful. I just did an article about how to spot a, a Ponzi crypto. Um, I'll try to find that and, and drop it in the description for y'all real quick. Um, but let's. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna pass this one off to Brian. So why is Ada being attacked for the smart contract rollout? Is the tech bad? So I actually want to bounce this to Ryan and then we'll circle back to my, because I I honestly, I I don't have the best answer for this, Um, but I want to see what Ryan has to say to, you know, because he's been the one. First first things first, do we know what, do we know what happened with their smart contract rollout? I just don't think it worked out the way everyone planned it to. I mean, it's on the test uh-huh. net already, so they're definitely testing the software. But I'm not sure. Did it get rolled back? I'm, I would not be surprised if it did get rolled back. But I, I haven't seen much action about it. We'll just say that I don't see a lot of talk. I don't see a lot of chatter. I don't really see a lot of stuff and implementation about it right now. I think it did. Uh, okay, so my understanding of what happened was uh, there's there's something built into the tech that didn't allow DApps to interact with. Uh, you know, have multiple interactions within a single block. So this would prevent things like flash loans uh, that take advantage of interacting within a single block. They can take out the loan and repay it within a single block for arbitrage, something like that. Um, but Cardano was built uh, with something in mind that that prevented this. And a lot of people thought it was a failure. Um, but the, the IOHK um, that the Charles Hoskinson is part of uh, put out a statement. I'll, I'll try to look it up right now to get some more detailed descriptions, but I think it was actually uh, working as intended. Um, but even even if it was as intended, maybe that's still not a good sign. It's um, like anything else that people 
expect it to be one thing, even if you say, hey, this is how it's going to work. This is how it's going to go down. This is exactly what is going to happen. But people get in their heads that it should work a different way. And then when it doesn't work out the way you're expecting, you're disappointed. But no one said that it was supposed to work that way. So Mm -hmm. it's pretty hard to please everyone all the time. And like how Crypto Morning Show said, um, the tech is top shelf. I mean, it's built by the guy who co-founded Ethereum. It, it's it's they know what they're doing. They know how to write smart contracts. They know how to make the whole ecosystem expand, be bigger. But it's just it's it's not what everyone thought it was going to be. So they thought it was gonna kind of gonna be like kind of a a downfall or a mistake or a bug. But what uh, what Logan just said is pretty spot on. Right. So Logan, can I mean, you know my thoughts on it. I don't think the tech is bad, but the tech isn't really even out yet. So it's hard to tell if the tech is good or bad, how it'll really function within the ecosystem until we actually see developers on Cardano making different programs and actually using the blockchain as intended. Right now, uh, to me, it's a really expensive white paper with a really good team behind it. And it has the potential to grow, like I've said before, but I want to see that ecosystem. I want to see them launch smart contracts and I want to see how that all develops before I personally invest in anything think cardano related and that's yeah, understandable sure. it's a slow burn so uh today around 5 26 utc time uh they successfully submitted an update proposal to the cardano mainnet to trigger a hard fork uh on sunday this should be the smart contract launch on the mainnet uh we'll see if they're ready we'll see what happens it's going to be interesting to see it all play out um, we'll definitely keep you updated on this going forward. Uh, but Ryan, should I pull your screen up now? Are we ready to do this? Yeah, let's giveaway? let's do this giveaway. We got one more retweet in here now. So one more chance for somebody to win. You see my screen up here with the tweet? Yes, uh, yes I can. Okay, sweet. And- we, got, we, we got 111 retweets. So we got six winners today. Five of them will be winning general admission passes, $125 value yes. for Doja Palooza, guys. It's going to be in Texas. You're not going to want to miss it. And you get NFTs with this giveaway. So what? each ticket comes with an mm-hmm. NFT, one mm-hmm. of 5,000. Mm-hmm. So five winners will be winning a one of 5,000 Doja Palooza NFT. And then one extremely lucky winner will be winning not one, but two VIP to passes to Doja Palooza. And those are worth $300 each. So $600 value right there. Bring a friend. That's why we're giving you two. Don't sell that other ticket. Bring your girlfriend. No, no. Bring your friend. Bring your Doge. Bring Elon Musk. Bring somebody. Find someone for that other ticket. Because mm-hmm. that's $600 value, guys. Let's see who the winners are. Let's start with the general admission winners. Okay, so, so just doing some napkin math right here. This is uh, what fourteen hundred dollars worth of tickets we're giving away right now. It's good Something napkin like math. That. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a lot. That's a lot. Okay, generate first winner fifty-seven. Okay, we're gonna have Boom. to do some fast counting, guys. <laughs> Double check my math. One, two, three, four, oh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, <laughs> Okay, so Crypto Morning Show, Doge Palooza is going on. I believe it's October 4th, Brian. Is that correct? October 4th. It's the 9th. Oh, the 9th. Uh, so it's the 9th in Sugarland, Texas. Um, and, and well, Ryan's counting. Um, if you didn't get a chance yet, go please. Uh, uh, for, for the safety of us all, please, if you're willing and able, activate your like button uh, so our rocket ship can fly successfully. 
Um, and you Six, know, hop, hop 50, in on this Twitter giveaway seven. right quick if you haven't done it yet. Marty, congratulations! You're our first hold on, hold winner. On. Do they follow you? Get a free one hundred twenty-five dollar ticket oh, to Doja Palooza with a free NFT. So here you are, right here, Marty. If you're in the chat, let us know. If not, just send us a DM. We'll get a ticket sent your way. Okay, let's get the next one. Let's, Boom. Let's try and do some fast counting. Let's pray and, for a and low if you guys number. are watching live right now. Uh, you could still have time to enter this giveaway. It's on Twitter. Retweet and follow us all, and you'll be entered. Okay, guys. Number fifteen, Emperor of Wall Street. Wait, are G- they following R- you? Nope, they're not following you. Mm. Not followed. But- disqualified. 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 Emperor, you could have won, but you didn't follow me, so I'm very sorry. You're disqualified. Thirty-four. Let's see it. Okay. Oh, uh, you were at fifteen dude? with Emperor. Yeah. Where's Emperor? All oh, right, here. Okay. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. The suspense is killing me right now. 28, 29, 30. It's 35, right? One, two, three, four, five. Chris Catch, you're very own. <laughs> very own. But is he following me? Chris, if you're not following oh, me, I'll give you a few minutes to follow me back. But he did enter. I guess you're getting a Doja Palooza ticket. You're gonna have to come to Doja Palooza, see what it's all about. Congratulations! Yo, here. what the frick, man? This is rigged. I quit. It's so rigged. So rigged. A hundred one. Sure okay. We're counting from the from the from bottom the, up. From the bottom, yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Okay. This is 111. So 110, 109, 108, 107, 106, oh my god Doge Doge if, you know, if you don't know lil mook is on the doge palooza team he's gonna be one of the main performers there so he he doesn't need this ticket can you just go to okay, one fine. above him yeah one above okay are they following doge you are they following you yeah yeah they're definitely following me definitely Okay, so this guy here, SGD Tesco, we're not even going to worry about if you're following me. That's going to be definitely for the VIP tickets, though. Uh, so, yeah, DM us. We'll get you a ticket. Like I said, $125 value. Get an NFT with it. We will see you at Doja Palooza. What do we have? Two more left? Three more left? Three more left. Three more left. Seven. Seven. Okay, that's an easy nice. one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Perfect. All right. He does follow me confirmed. Thank you very much. You have won a $125 ticket to Dojo Palooza. Woo. Okay. What is this? The, I, I'm, I'm really yeah, one more uh, after this. Oh, sucks. 75. <laughs> <laughs> we're really killing some time here. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. We're going to count really fast in my head this time. I say we save the VIP giveaway until the end. Yes. Okay. <laughs> do, 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 do. Crypto Morning Show wants to know, will oh, there be strippers? Yeah, uh, sure. Why not? Yeah, I mean, if you, if you bring them, then yeah, of course. Life is what you make it, my friend. <laughs> How's it coming, Ryan? 
Uh-oh. <laughs> it literally went up to 74 and stopped loading. Jeez. Now what the heck is that all about? <laughs> all right. Joe well, this Rogan guy says, follows me. He's 74. I think this guy should win. I'm sorry. They're on the team. It's really close. Oh, they're on the team. They can't win. Okay. Just pick one. Just kid. pick somebody. Joe okay, Rogan's guys. done this before, man. He's an expert at this podcast. Uh, shit, yeah. So okay. Just, I'm just I'm picking one here, I guess. Yeah. This guy follows me. Join the giveaway. Davey Delane, thank you very much. You have won a general admission pass to Doja Palooza. Let's go. There we go. Right. Okay. Was it the fourth one? That was it. Except for the except for the uh, VIP tickets that we'll give away at the end of the show. All right, sounds good. We will reach out to all the winners via Twitter, uh, and they we still have plenty more tickets to give away. I think we have like fourteen uh, regular tickets worth one hundred twenty-five dollars. So uh, make sure you enter that giveaway if you haven't already. Um, but yeah, so let's let's talk about the SEC. The uh, I'm going to okay. try to come up with some other name for it, but. <laughs> Yeah. Give, so uh, they went after uh, Uniswap, first of all, and we saw the price of Uniswap go down right after this or scared of Uniswap, something like that, investigating them. And for a while, we saw Uni follow ETH at the price of about 100 Uni per ETH through the first part of the bear market. And now we saw it go from about $30 down to $23, even though ETH has held pretty strong even after this last drop-off. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Is the SEC really going to be able to do much about this? We've touched on it before. They can try and regulate Uniswap Labs, but Uniswap Labs can only do so much. It's not like they can take down the protocol. They can't even change the protocol. All they can really do is restrict access from the front-end Uniswap mm -hmm. interface, which mm -hmm. is a big deal. But at the same time, Uniswap's used in so many different programs that if somebody wants liquidity to a coin on Uniswap, they don't even have to go to Uniswap. They can use MetaMask. They can even use CoinMarketCap. They can use one inch, any DEX aggregator. So the cat's out of the bag at this point. There's no stopping Uniswap. But in my mm -hmm. opinion, this is definitely a big rock in the road for them. And it'll be interesting to see what the SEC actually tries to do. Or what yeah. they can do. I mean, right. like you just said, it's decentralized. There's really not much that can happen besides them. All right, so now they can't, the headquarters can't operate in the U.S. So now they have to figure out a way to do it. But there's no headquarters for Uniswap because it's decentralized. So it's like, what really can you do besides maybe limit uh, IP addresses from a certain mm. region to... Mm. Uh, connect to it i mean I, I it's gonna be really interesting to figure out what how the government's going to control some of these things mm -hmm. yeah so what they what the sec could do is they could step in the uniswap labs is a u.s-based team they could say uh hey guys we're gonna basically tax you into death um or you know force you to restrict u.s ip addresses and uniswap labs will say all right see ya uh, and they'll move to another country that it isn't dumb about crypto and then problem solved. Um, so yeah, I mean, the U.S. Ha has two choices, right? So they either adopt crypto or they become irrelevant in the future global economy. Um, that's how I see it. I think the SEC is, is just trying to cover up for their Ripple Labs failure. I mean, we talked with this about uh, we we talked about this with Bitboy 
crypto last week. He shed some great light on the situation. So make sure you go check that uh, interview out if you haven't already. Um, but but basically, um, he Bitboy feels that that the SEC has failed uh, with the Ripple case. They're going to you know come to a settlement uh, and try to say, hey, look, we find them, and then Ripple will just go back to how they were. Uh, so they're trying to distract from their failure by targeting Uniswap. Uh, they are trying to distract from their failure by bringing up BitConnect again. And now they're trying to distract from their failure by targeting Coinbase. Um, so, Ryan, maybe we could talk about what happened with Coinbase next. Yeah, so Coinbase is working on a product called Coinbase Lend. It's pretty similar to a lot of these other exchanges. You can go on to Gemini, earn interest on your cryptocurrency or Voyager or Crypto.com. A lot of these exchanges have programs where you can deposit cryptocurrency and earn interest in that cryptocurrency for doing so. There's no minimum lockup times, but there is a set interest rate. So this is kind of where it differs from using a decentralized protocol like, say, Aave. Uh, So they set the interest rate and typically these interest rates are higher than what you'll get on a lot of these DeFi protocols. So Mm -hmm. the the question comes, is Coinbase Lend as a product a security or is it just an investment vehicle that anybody can use? So the SEC is classifying it as a security as of now. They sent a letter to Coinbase saying that they will sue. They will bring them under some strict regulations if they launch this product. So Coinbase is delaying Coinbase land because of these SEC uh, allegations, whatever you want to call it. So I don't really know. I don't think it's a security, but I guess it, it is interesting to see because uh so let's pull this up. Let's pull up the Howey test. This is what determines what's a security. Shout out Ross Business School. Learn this in business mm-hmm. law. Four things that an uh, investment vehicle needs to be a security. One, an investment of money, which is pretty straightforward. Most all investments have an investment of money. So yes, th- there is an investment of money to be made. Expectation of profit. Yes, there is an expectation of profit. That's the interest you'll be making. And investment in a common enterprise. So this one... It's a little bit more blurred because you're not really uh, investing into Coinbase. You're investing into uh, interest rate market, essentially, with with stable coins. And and let's go back. The the expectation of profit, that's not uh, that the company will generate profit for you. This is just that you're you're loaning out money and you're expecting to earn interest. That's really not an expectation. uh, uh, Like You're not investing in a, a vehicle that represents a company that's trying to generate profit. You're just lending out money. Uh, yeah. So I I don't even think that I would call that an expectation of profit. Well, that's you know? the thing. So the, there's a, a fourth requirement, and that's it's derived from the efforts of others. So I think this is the one requirement that really has the most uh, like gray area with it, because there, in my opinion, Logan, there is some expectation of profit because you see an interest rate, say four percent for USDC, and you expect to make that four percent. Um, even if mm-hmm. it's not coming from Coinbase, but if it's derived from the efforts of Coinbase as a company, then that's, I think, where it becomes a security. So, for example, with Aave, there's a lending market and you're you're directly lending your, well, you're pooling your money into a smart contract and, and that interest rate floats and anyone can go and collateralize their cryptocurrency, take out a loan, and that's how you're, you're earning interest. So you're not earning any money derived from a company in the sense of Aave or a decentralized protocol. But for Coinbase, they're out, they're making a lending market with your cryptocurrency. And a lot of times, uh, not really in Coinbase's case because it's just 4% on USDC, but say in like Gemini or Voyager, some of these other exchanges that are offering 10% interest, you know, they're going in, they're finding people to lend this money to, and they have to be lending it out 
for pretty high rates to be able to give 10% plus annually to investors. So there is definitely some risk involved with those loans to some degree, how they're finding these loans. Um, I personally am not educated enough to say whether that's a security or not. Uh, But with these fixed interest rates, I can see how that is derived from the exchange getting these interest rates. Whereas with these decentralized protocols, it's more of a lending market that, that you can invest in, which in my opinion, then is not a security. So are they trying to say that what USDC is a security? <clears throat> no, they're trying I, to say the, what are they trying to say is a security? They're here? trying to say that the, the high yield return that is, uh, in fact, you were kind of investing into a security to have a high real yield return. And so Brian Armstrong had a, a long, uh, uh, thread, tweet um or tweet thread um about it and kind of put push it put it all out there what is going on was pretty transparent uh transparent about the whole situation the conversation they're having and one of the big things that's happening right now too is that the sec is not saying hey this is what you guys need to do to do this what they're Mm -hmm. saying is hey we're gonna sue you if you do that but we're not telling you why so you have to figure it out and you just have to you're going to have to be go to litigation and you know, you do it, then we're going to litigation. Then, then you'll figure it out, but that's going to mm. take two or three more years to actually get a hard fact on what we can do, what we can't do in the crypto exactly. space. So it's a whole just kind of gray area that the SEC doesn't even freaking know what they mm. want or what they can do or what anyone can do because it's not mm. been done yet. So right. that's, that's one of the biggest issues we're having right, or they're having right now with Lind. And, and what really upsets me is that, I mean, Coinbase only had like two cryptocurrencies available on it in 2017 because they spent so much effort into complying with SEC regulations. They worked closely with the government to launch their platform, launch their product uh, in the hopes that something like this wouldn't happen. And now the SEC, uh, for whatever reason, I mean, who knows, um, to cover up their failure to try to, uh, I mean, it's, it's hard to say, um, but they've just kind of turned their backs on Coinbase now. I think Coinbase is probably the biggest threat when it comes to a centralized exchange to governments and regulation, because I mean, there are a lot of people that use these other exchanges, but when a company as big as Coinbase, especially a public company like Coinbase, offers its investors to a 4% annual return on their USDC, why the hell would anybody keep their money in a bank account at that point? If you can easily transfer between Coinbase and your bank account, just put your money on Coinbase, earn your 4% USDC in the USD you're holding. And I think that is really the the threat that the SEC sees. And I think that's why they're going after Coinbase, because they have that huge user base and it's so accessible to investors. Yeah. And I, I have a I have a debit card through um, through Coinbase now, too. And what's the point in holding it in a bank when you can put it in there and actually earn money and rewards mm-hmm. and all this stuff? But yeah, exactly what you said. They're technically not a bank. And so the SEC is freaking out about it, just like they're freaking out mm-hmm. about everything else. So it's it's going to be mm-hmm. very interesting to see how this all kind of plays out because no one knows. There's no law. Yeah. And I think they're just now realizing that the cat is out of the bag. Uh, and this cat has some pretty damn sharp claws, too. Wow. So they're, they're, <laughs> they're freaking out. <laughs> David Porter wants to know about ETH2 staking. How long would your money be locked up, risk of slashing? It could uh, be so- another two years. Exactly. So it's locked up until ETH 2.0 releases. Um, and yes, there is risk of slashing if you do it on your own. But if you uh, if you stake it through like a different platform like Coinbase or whatever, then they're going to handle that all for you. 
Um, yeah. So, but you need 32 ETH to set up your own validator node, um, which is, if you got that, good for you, man. Um, so we got Ruel, Ruel Black from the BZ team here in the chat. He's talking about some hex. Uh, he also says swap ETH for Algo, FTM, and ADA. I don't know if I'll be doing that, real. What's your what's your uh, what's your value like proposition here? You're looking for gains. Pretty good. The the Phantom Network, they're pretty good, and Algorand is also a pretty interesting project. Ryan doesn't like ADA, but I, I like that for a long time. I mean, that's not a bad. That's not bad. Right now, with Ethereum being the price it is, I think Algo and FTM ADA could ha have a high potential to you know outpace Ethereum within the next couple of months. Um, and then Ethereum just, you're not going to go wrong with Ethereum no matter what though. So. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of cryptocurrency prices, I think we should go into the macro trends in crypto. We want to give you a big overview of the market since inception, kind of talk about Bitcoin, some major alts, maybe Ethereum. And then if the chat wants to look into any other altcoins, we can probably do that. But let's look at some macro trends. Let's see what Bitcoin's been up to for the past 10 years. Let me share my screen. Okay. You can share. Okay. I shared. Y'all see my screen? No. Oh, here, let me, let me toss it up. Uh, okay. There you go, man. Okay. I want to give myself a really quick plug just right away. Uh, okay. First, before I say, give myself this plug, I was potentially wrong. Uh, last week, I said, I think we're going to 57K for Bitcoin. We didn't get there. We had a dips, and I, I now think that's a lot more unlikely to happen. But we've had these lines drawn. So we've had these two lines drawn since this dip, since that we came down over here. I said, you know, we agreed here on Moon or Bus will probably be trending sideways for a while between this range. We got a test up to this range, came down, and then we said, let's, you know, let's see if we can break through. Then once we did, I drew another line. You know, I'm good with these straight lines. I should keep things simple. I should stop trying to make these crazy predictions. Uh, but I drew this line. I put it right around 52. So I, I think I just moved it up by accident. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I put it like right there. It was, it was pretty good. It was pretty on the money. You know, I'm no Oracle, but I should be. Um, but, yeah, let's look, at, let's look at the macro trends. Let's get, let's get into this. So since the beginning of this bull market we've gone up from like $3,200 and we've already seen about 20x returns on Bitcoin from its peak at around $64,000 so I mean 20x returns is pretty crazy but it's nothing like we haven't seen before if you go back to this bull market we had a low of $150 and that shot all the way up to $20,000 so that uh, that's got some good returns there. That's over 100x returns. So obviously, as the market continues to grow and develop, there is going to be diminished returns. That's just how it is. It's much easier to double a market cap from $100 million to $200 million than it is to double market cap from $2 trillion to $4 trillion. I mean, that being said, I do think that this market will go to $4 trillion plus maybe by the end of the year. If not, I think in 2022, we'll see mm -hmm. several trillion dollars more market cap than we are at right now. I know I'm very bullish. I think you two are as well. Um, while I zoom out, do you guys have a, a take on, on the macro level market at this point? I, I don't really understand why there's a, such a large flash crash the past couple days what is crazy and bitboy brought this up too is look at solana and look at the rest of the market um 
this isn't really just on Ethereum, but on the market in general. Solana is like the only thing still popping, but why? You know, I, I can't really see the reason why it would go almost 200% while everything's down anywhere from 5 to 20%. It's kind of um, a little weird. I'm invested in it, so I like it. But I, I can't, I cannot for the life of me see why there, why it's had that kind of price action. I've been looking everywhere, and it's not just one project or not just this and that. It's kind of crazy. They got that SBF bankroll, Brian. Don't you know? I tell you what, kid billionaire Sam Bankman Freed. He's got to be worth at least twenty five billion dollars at this point, and he's what twenty eight oh, years old. Yep. Yeah. Just wait till this crypto market cycle peaks. He's going to be worth $100 billion. He's going to give Elon Musk a run for his money. I think he's he's the youngest youngest billionaire. Definitely youngest multi-billionaire. I just didn't think Star Atlas would would raise it about uh, 200% in the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of factors that go into it, obviously. So, Logan, I know you watch Benjamin Cowan, and I think we have a pretty similar thesis as far as his mm-hmm. lengthening cycles go and how he's compared this cycle that started back in twenty late 2019, if you take it from the lows, mm-hmm. late 2018, very early 2019. And mm-hmm. it looks kind of similar to the 2014 cycle. And I, I think we both have a similar thesis that we're going to see a double peak and that we already saw the first peak at $64,000. So if we go back to 2014 and we see this first peak and we look at the bull market support band, we Mm kind of just took off and we had several weeks in a row. These are one week candles. We didn't Mm -hmm. have any red one week candles. Didn't touch the bear market. Yeah. Up only. We didn't even retest this support band, even though it was almost vertical until Mm -hmm. we went back down tried to hold it as support it didn't work out and then we had to spend a little bit time to get above it before the next blow off mm-hmm. peak there mm-hmm. so i mean this the same thing kind of happened we didn't yeah. have we had some red weeks but we didn't have any retests of the bull market support band so i do see right. those similarities logan do you think that this is going to play out again because i honestly i think it might yeah i mean there's a lot of similarities there. You just pointed out, uh, you know, it dropped below the bull market support band, played around in the sandbox for a little while, and then decided, all right, ready to rip again. So uh, I think that it won't happen as quickly as it did in 2014, but I think something very, very similar will happen where we have that double peak cycle. Um, so uh, like you brought up earlier, Benjamin Cowan's theory is that we need somewhere between three to six months of, of bear market we had three months below the the bull market support band so far uh and so we could have you know maybe a couple more before we're really ready to go or we could just just start going soon so right out can you zoom in uh real quick i want to look at yesterday's wick down to the 21 week uh morning show has a good idea go to um the coinbase uh btc usd because you're on bitmap and that's going to be a very a very low volume comparatively all right so okay. you, could you zoom in on on the uh this week's candle or you know yesterday sure candle? yeah do you want me to pull up the one day candlesticks that's fine we can see the wick here yeah okay sure all right so zoom all the way in all the way in all the way in so this bull market support band that we've been showing you guys for a while uh 
it's exactly where the wick yesterday ended. Ryan, can you keep zooming in, man? I, I it's still really yeah, hard yeah, to see. yeah. Here, <laughs> keep going, keep going. Boom! Look at that! Boom. Look Touched at that! Kiss right off of it. Uh, so, if you guys forgot to to place your buy orders uh, at that, what was it like forty k mark? Forty three thousand. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't feel bad because I also didn't have any buy orders there, <laughs> but you know hindsight's 2020 it's cool to see that it did bounce right off that level that we've been talking about for so long um and then if we could maybe get like a, a weekly or daily close close to that level as well that would be even more bullish in my opinion um but even this wick uh, will take it i think that's i think it's a good sign i think it's yeah i'll i'll take strong. the wick but like you said i i'm hoping that this kind of trickles down the momentum slowed i mean we saw so many days in a row what is this like 10 11 green candles in a row going from twenty nine thousand dollars all the way up to forty two thousand dollars that's like what even is that like 40 percent increase in the matter of just over a week so we definitely saw some huge bullish potential here over the past few weeks but it definitely slowed down i mean you can see here we're kind of starting to flatten out and if we can test this bull market support band right around $43,000, and I'd really like to see a couple more daily candles go down to it, hold it as support. And then as that bull market support band starts coming up with the prices being above it, then hopefully we can kind of get our get our feet back on the ground and then start heading back up and hopefully see new all-time highs before the end of the year. Yeah, I think you can definitely see a new all-time high before the end of the year. I, I think we might trade sideways and then go to like 52 mm -hmm. and kind of bounce between that 50, 55 mark, and then mm -hmm. we'll have that breakout. Um, want some more retesting. I mean, it, it, it's it, who knows what's going to happen, and the more SEC news happens, the more all mm -hmm. this, this that happens. Mm -hmm. But I, I can definitely see all new, uh, new all-time high well before the end of the year. Yeah, and I want to I want to toss this out to the chat. Uh, what will we see an all time high first on Ethereum or Bitcoin? Um, Ethereum. It's been, it's been looking like ETH lately, but we'll have to see what happens. Um, Bitcoin has forever been the king, been running running the game, and everyone else has just been keeping up. So um, maybe that could change. Maybe not. We'll have to see. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think in the chat. BTC or ETH all time high first. Um, but yeah, so. It is now 2.45, and we have an interview um, with Bitcoin Latinum. Okay, so I see uh, Dr. Basile in the chat, uh, in, the, in the green room here backstage. I'm going to bring him on. Welcome, doctor. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, so could you tell me a little bit about your background in crypto, um, how you got started? Oh, we've been involved in the space since uh, around 2016 and uh, launched a number of companies in the space. Uh, my background generally is on PhD in distributed computing from Stanford University. I've been in the venture capital industry, uh, investing and building companies for the last uh, 30 years. So I've built a lot of companies, uh, some of which we took public, many of which we've sold off. And uh, we got involved this set about uh, what's five, five, five and a half years ago now in the crypto space. Awesome. So, um, you know, when I see a Bitcoin fork, I'm naturally a little bit hesitant. So could you maybe talk to me ab about Bitcoin Latinum, why you decided to fork Bitcoin and, and why you think it's the next generation of Bitcoin? Yeah, I mean, the Latinum project grew out of a set of uh, clients that we had at Monsoon Blockchain Corporation, a consultancy that I run. And uh, they wanted a solution for I mean, media and gaming was the initial use case. 
that can handle uh, low dollar value transactions mm -hmm. at, at high performance speed. But they had a bunch of other concerns. They had concerns about uh, most. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments. Get started at Chime.com slash Build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Results may vary. See Chime.com for details. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Coins have no asset backing to them. Uh, most coins have no insurance to them. Uh, they had the risk of securitization. Will coins be determined securities or not determined securities? So there are a number of risks for these corporations to adopt a interchange currency for use in reaching directly out to the global consumer base. And so the Latinum project grew out of uh, addressing those concerns in a way that we thought could allow them to really widely use it as a transaction currency in sort of low dollar value transactions, you know, sub thousand, sub hundred dollar transactions. Uh, and uh, so you had talked about Bitcoin, why Bitcoin? Uh, well, we chose the Bitcoin code base to start from on the fork uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I think, is the long history of it being a very reliable code base, uh, you know, uh, subject to potential risks of cyber threats and has done very well. Uh, secondly, uh, you know, at the time, certainly when we chose to do it over, over a year ago, it was the only uh, currency that was viewed as a currency by the government, right? The, uh, it was by FinCEN. So it's actually money. And we really, uh, you, our use case is as a currency. It's not as a, anything else. And so uh, really, there's still a tremendous risk for most other coins to become securities and regulated securities. And that would be a problem if you're going to use it for low dollar transactions, uh, our use case. So starting from Bitcoin, we thought we had a good foundation uh, for that. Uh, we thought we had a good uh, securitization uh, argument that it's not a security, it's a currency. Uh, and we then uh, believed that by taking that code base and then looking at the areas where improvements could be made, uh, we'd be able to d develop a solution for that particular niche within the ecosystem. Hmm. So for those of you out in the chat who don't know, Bitcoin has been forked before. There's been Bitcoin Diamond, Bitcoin Gold, and most uh, most notably Bitcoin Cash, and now Bitcoin Latinum. I think, Doctor, there's a big difference between Bitcoin Gold, Bitcoin Diamond, and Bitcoin Cash and Latinum, and that's the proof of stake consensus that you guys have. So Bitcoin Cash, the big debate there was the block size. So Bitcoin has a one megabyte block size. Bitcoin Cash can have up to eight megabytes. So there's trade-offs there, but then you go, by going to proof of stake, you you eliminate these trade-offs and you go over to a completely separate consensus mechanism. So doctor, can you tell us a little bit about why you chose to use proof of stake and then also Give us a little rundown of the M proof of stake, MPOS, that you guys have developed to put into the consensus model for Bitcoin Latinum. Yeah, let me, I want to highlight a, a few things there. And certainly uh, the alternative consensus mechanism is, is one of the differences. Uh, per performance transaction speeds, another. Asset backing is another. Uh, our reinvestment model of network fees, another. So I didn't want to touch on all those because there are actually quite a few differences. But uh, I think that there is a growing concern over the power utilization. And we realized that uh, during the, the course of the project. And we looked at where we think uh, major uh, um, major change are going, uh, such as Ethereum. And uh, you know, proof of stake is, I think, where people are going. 
and because we are uh, you know prior to launch in terms of the coin we're able to do that much more efficiently than when you have a very large number of people running on your on your uh, on basically your airplanes flying it's very hard to change the engines and so i think we we're able to take advantage of that and, and produce a solution that is a, a low power solution uh and that's really i think good and i think the industry is going to get there uh, i think uh, i think what's ethereum one or two years away and there even talk about bitcoin itself moving to proof of stake over time so i think that's just uh you know getting ahead of the trend uh, and implementing something that's more green and more efficient for for the world and i think it's the right thing to do uh so i think you know proof of stake it's, it's derived i think there's a number of papers out there so far in what we, we've done but it really is derived from the approaches that are that are being looked at for ethereum uh, and for bitcoin itself down the line which is really a, you know, a staking mechanism on the nodes uh, using that staking mechanism. What we've done is uh, we have limitations though. We have limitations with our network in the sense of we don't allow too much concentration of power, right? And so that's one of the risks around 51% attacks on any network or any node is if too much power is concentrated. So while you can stake, you can only stake up to a particular percentage and that percentage is limited uh, by the nodes uh, to a, a, so what we call a representative government model that is above and in our case is 15% to start you cannot accumulate more than 15% of the network power by any mechanism to go ahead and, and vote and form consensus. So there will always be a diversification of the network's uh, proof within it. Uh, and therefore, we, we think that that is a resilience to the potential risks that happen in 51%. I saw some articles from two weeks ago that I think uh, Bitcoin SV was 51% attacked for a period of time. So uh, better, better power utilization, uh, better security, uh, over over a mechanism that exists today, which is sort of generic type uh, staking. And then, you know, uh, putting that together now, to be fair, underneath, because we didn't want to completely change Bitcoin, there's a small amount of mining that still exists. It's a relatively small amount of mining that exists within a network. And that's why it's not a pure, absolutely pure proof of stake. There is a little bit of mining that has to occur uh, to keep consistency with the Bitcoin code and not change it too much. Uh, but the consensus is generally formed by the, the nodes, node staking. Additionally, we force distribution on the nodes. That is, that is, nodes that participate in one set of transactions are not allowed to participate in another, another set of transactions for a period of time or for a number of transactions. And therefore, once again, it diversifies the power of the nodes. So you can't uh, you know, accumulate even a subset of nodes that can vote and then vote again, vote again, vote again. So we do these kinds of, of, of mechanisms. So again, reduce the probability that uh, the network can be hijacked uh, by a groups of individuals and diverted as has been done the number of networks in the past. So is this a, like a two layer system then? Is there a, a layer one that uses uh, some type of proof of work consensus and a layer two that uses a, a proof of stake consensus or, or does this mine, do these miners play a different role in the system here? From the, from the outside world, it's, it's the proof of stake from the, the users and holders of the coin. It's completely a proof of stake mechanism. I'm just being technically accurate that to remain consistent with the core Bitcoin code, there still is a little bit of mining that is done uh, within the nodes, uh, hidden from the public view, uh, not available to folks outside the approved nodes that does occur. So there's a very small amount of mining that still occurs uh, for consistency. With so, well, you know, theoretically, you could get rid of that mining in a completely pure proof of stake uh, implementation. Uh, but uh, you know we didn't deem that as necessary, and we didn't want to violate or have to change uh, that much of the Bitcoin code base, and then uh, open that up to the different risk profile. So, how do the validators and the miners get rewarded in the system, and how is that split up amongst the miners and the validators within the consensus model? 
Yeah, so again, almost all, you should think it's the minimus in terms of mining. So uh, it's really about the validators and the validators are a staking model just as you would see in, in any basic staking model. And so the network fee is divided uh, into the uh, across that uh, the staked uh, amounts that are there. Now the difference for us, uh, I guess, over some mechanisms is when you look at our network fee, uh, and it's typically ten cents uh, up to up to up to a dollar, but sort of in that range uh, of the fee. But we take eighty percent of that fee and reinvest it into the trust of the currency. So uh, instead of it having to go out either to a staker or anyone or the node operator, that eighty percent is actually put back into the network to ensure that the currency continues to increase in value over time. And uh, then the remaining 20% is divided in a normal mechanism of, uh, of staking. Are there any other top chains that uh, have a model like this where they take the vast majority of the network fees? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not familiar with any, certainly no, none of the top chains that I know. You, you never know. There's obviously so, so many uh, innovators <laughs> around the world, but I think we're the first to do that. Uh, I think we're the first to start with an asset base and have an asset base that's going to automatically grow over time. And think if you think about that, it's a complete network effect. So the more that the currency is held and used, the faster the value grows. And so if you think about the great network effects of, of a Facebook over time or others, uh, where the more people on the network, the more valuable it became. The same thing here, the more users on the network, the more valuable the network becomes automatically. You don't have to do anything mm -hmm. and use it or exchange it. So we think we're the first uh, model to have that in to where you're actually rewarded as a holder uh, for actually using the currency uh, into in a, in a transaction. So we think that's very, very innovative and, and almost guarantees that over time that the currency will inflate quite a bit as long as we have adoption. So as a validator, uh, why would I choose to validate this network as opposed to one where I could be making, you know, the, the full portion of the fees? Um, you know, uh, that's that's completely up to you, obviously. But in this network, again, if you're holding the coin, uh, everyone using the network is inflating the value of the coin. So you think about it beyond just your you know, short-term value. Uh, you're looking at, by joining this network, getting the power of the entire network inflating the value of your coin. So it really is a very, very powerful coin to hold the more users there are. And so uh, you just get a little bit extra juice, I call it, by, by putting up as a validator. It's a little bit extra. But just holding that coin, whether you put up as a validator or not, is going to self-inflate on its own just by network usage. So we think it's a very going to be a very interesting coin to hold. Uh, because that is an asset-backed model, that is there's an existing trust that trust is added to, that provides a floor on, on, on the currency versus essentially almost every other currency out there outside of a, a stable coin tied to a single point. Uh, almost every other coin where the currency security has no backstop to it. And this is a very important for our uh, corporate partners that wanted to adopt it is they have to know there's a value greater than zero for the goods and services they sell. Now, it may not be 100% of the value because we allow the currency to float and speculation can drive it far above the asset value in the short term, but there always is a backstop and that backstop is growing over time. So again, I think it's a very important difference if you're a holder of this coin to why you want to hold it over the long term uh, versus uh, other potential currencies you might hold or use. So one thing I, I saw that you guys are trying to disrupt a whole bunch of different um, like sectors, i.e. media, gaming, telecommunications, cloud computing. And I thought that was pretty cool because you, no other Bitcoin, uh, you know, specialized Bitcoin project with that code base really can do something like that. How do you guys plan on disrupting these different sectors and trying to make it like your one-stop shop for, you know, anything you need to do on the blockchain? 
Yeah, so for our, for our partners by adopting the interchange currency, uh, so this is beyond the currency itself, but it goes to the plug-in model. Uh, we uh, will start with a number of currencies, but over time, we, we intend to accept a very large number of uh, quote-unquote coins or tokens and immediately interchange those for our, our, our partners. And so we basically buffet them from that. But most importantly, we now them to go from a models that have traditionally required you to have a very country-centric model or distribution model where you have to go through layers and layers of distribution to get your product to market. Take a, a media or TV show. You have to make it a certain studio and get a distribution studio and buy rights in different countries. You go directly to the consumer all over the world and have them be able to purchase and view that with a single uh, digital currency that works for them. And we basically hidden all the complexity of fiat to crypto, crypto to crypto for them or any other interchange. So this is really appealing to folks that want to go ahead and, 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 and very rapidly try to reach their content uh, to a broad uh, global audience. And that's really what sort of drove the initial use case of the project is uh, uh, media owners, content owners that wanted to go to direct distribution, but wanted to be able to basically touch the world very, very quickly and form that relationship. And we think we solved that at a very low cost, right? It, you want to sell a $3 product or a $5 product, you can't have a $6 network fee or $4 yeah. gas fee. It doesn't make any sense. You have to have a very low fee. Uh, also, you want, uh, you want something in return. So you can always make up your own coin, but there's nothing behind your coin. And so you put it out there and then it goes to zero. So many of those coins, you know, tens of thousands, 10,000 plus coins are probably zero now, right out there. And no, so you don't want a coin that doesn't have any real value over time because you're selling real goods and services for it. So we try to solve both of those problems for uh, the content owners or the game owners that want to go ahead and push those uh, digital assets out there. Additionally, you know, um, you know, obviously Latinum is a very important project for ours, but I did want to mention very briefly uh, if, um, you know, we have another company with my SPAC, Roman DBR, we acquired in combination with uh, BlackRock, the Tentra, and our asset manager. And that's a company called Compo Secure. And if any of you make or have metal credit cards uh, in your wallet, you, you, you use one of their products, American Express, uh, JP Morgan Chase, Crypto.com, Gemini, all use the product today. We added a cold storage wall to that, and we added three-factor authentication. So now you can actually go ahead and put your crypto essentially on your credit card. And with that, tie into your biometric and your PIN and put, tie that together. So now you think about that authentication level, that password level, plus a currency being brought to gaming platforms, media platforms. Now you, you understand we have a very, very comprehensive solution for them to go ahead and both know who the users are uh, and also to be ahead and then transact with those users, either in a traditional mechanism or in a, a, a new age mechanism of digital currency, which we think is going to be the future because the fee structures of all these other networks are very, very high. Yeah. Hmm. What do you think about blockchain interoperability uh, in projects like Cosmos and Polkadot? Is uh, Bitcoin Latinum going to be interoperable or will it be a single chain that exists on its own ecosystem? Well, you know, we, we are a single chain, but, uh, you know, when you put a, a meta layer over it, you can always make um, you can always make chains interoperable. Right. So I think it's. I mean, that's that's something anyone can do is to try to basically make it easier for an end user to move between chain and chain uh, or put transactions. But each of those chains does operate independently, even in the cases you talk about. So do will middle layers exist? Yeah, I think they will exist. I think I think they're important. You know, blockchain is far beyond currency, right? Blockchain is about a very large number of use cases. I mean, we're involved in quite a few at Monsoon Blockchain Corporation, quite a few projects globally that use the blockchain outside of this currency use case. You know, and that is very, very important in those use cases to have multi-chain. You know, you know, give one of the high level where there's six different chains used for a drone tracking system. Okay, 
those six chains have to talk to each other. Those six chains have to exchange data and ultimately give them back to a set of records for the users. So I do think projects that, that look at blockchain as a distributed database are incredibly important. But I think the currencies uh, always have to exist on their own, right? So the currencies can't have a dependency. So whether it be blockchain itself or, or Latinum uh, or an Ethereum chain, it has to have its ability to stand alone. Uh, and so it always operate independently, in my view, to be a, a true currency. That makes sense. So I was going to ask about who you think your biggest competitors are. Um, and of course, there's Bitcoin, but I, it seems like you're tackling something completely different. So in my opinion, your biggest competitors would be maybe layer twos on Ethereum or, or a proof of stake blockchain like Solana. Who do you guys see as your biggest competitors? Because you're almost in this this niche area where, like you said, you have your own blockchain that's uh, its own chain because it's supposed to be a currency. But at the same time, you want it to be able to be interoperable and have a, essentially a platform on top of it. Yeah, I think you know where competition is is the other ways under which you could pay for, I'll call it low dollar value transactions. You know, okay. Transactions, right? If you're going to go ahead and buy a house for three hundred thousand dollars, you can just pay for it BTC. The lower fees don't make a difference. You pay for a Latinum, but it doesn't make a difference, right? So you have to get down to the use case where um, you know you have thousands, sub thousands, sub hundred dollar transactions, mm -hmm. and really the competitors there is the alternative transaction mechanism. So if you're a, if you're a vendor, you know you have the vendor fees, you have non-card present transaction fees. You might be paying 10%. The user paying 3.9% for their credit cards or 21% interest. So really, we're being an alternative to those other other networks that today I think are very inefficient and very expensive uh, for that end for that uh, for that supplier and for the consumer as well. And that's really where we see competition. So to the extent these other chains move into that particular space, they become competition. To the extent they don't move into the space, they don't become competition. I think that you know there's always an off-chain solution, but the problem with off-chain solution, you're no longer a blockchain. You no longer have the transparency of, of that. You no longer have the security of it. So the minute you move that, you're just a database, and then you're competing with databases that can do 100 million plus transactions a second. So it's a different area, and I think that for people that actually want the record, the blockchain record, the transparency of the record, the security of the record, then you're back to chain-to-chain -chain comparisons. And chain to chain comparisons, I think, you know, we're pioneering an area, but there are certainly 50 other attempts at it. But I will, you know, Solana's did very well after it got listed on Coinbase. So I think Solana's a great project. I think it'll continue to do well. I don't think we directly compete with Solana. I think we're in a different uh, use case. But that being said, I think it's a, a, a chains like that are interesting. You know, they don't have asset backing, they don't have self inflation of the currency, they still rely only on speculation. They still are not just a foundation or foundation of the company together, which creates, I think, uh, you know, issues for folks on, on what is it you're buying or buying into and who's successful. So we try to be a, a pure currency. Latinum is only a currency. The only way to appreciate Latinum is to hold the currency. There is no underlying uh, corporate structure, equity ownership that can actually make any money off it. So it's purely a currency. And we thought in doing that, we do separate ourselves from many of these projects that try to be two things at once and basically double dip. So for us, we're a pure currency. The foundation exists only to perpetuate the currency. Uh, and the value that comes to the foundation is re reflected in the trust that underlies the currency. So for those reasons, uh, we do think we have a, uh, what I'll say is a, an innovative solution that we think will be adopted widely uh, for folks that want to do these kinds of transactions we talked about. And for holders that want to actually have an appreciating asset, an appreciating currency. So has your mainnet launched? And is there any way that people could invest in the token? 
So the mainnet uh, doesn't launch until the date of the exchange listing. Of course, we've forked it many, many times, but the official uh, launch, as we, as we set the official exchange date, which is coming up very soon, uh, then you're able to, um, uh, you'll know the uh, exact block will fork off the Bitcoin at that point. Uh, then the mainnet will become live, just like any other any other Bitcoin fork. There have been pre-sales. The last one did just end. There will be one more pre-sale at the $20 uh, fork price uh, just before the launch to allow some holders to, to sort of guarantee sort of their their IPO uh, or IPO price. So that uh, that is uh, that's going to be available. If you're interested, you know, I would go to the BitcoinLatinum.com site, uh, mm-hmm. sign up, create your account, and then the news will flow to you automatically either by text or by email, whichever your preference is, uh, of the next pre-sale and, of course, of the launch date of when the currency is live. And then, like all currencies, you can buy it on the exchange or you can buy it via the partners that, that in, integrate it into their, uh, into their websites or into their retail operations. All right, doctor. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, we look forward to talking to you in the future. I uh, hope you have a good one. Thank you all. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, we have negative three minutes to give away $600 worth of Doja Palooza VIP tickets. Rohan says we have extra time. Okay, we can go slow, guys. We're back to the chill podcasting. No big deal. We're just about to give away two. Let's let's do the quick math here. One out of 250. We're giving away like half of a, a percent of the entire rare Doja Palooza NFT supply right now. There's only 500 of these NFTs. You know how many CryptoPunks there are? Pop quiz, guys. 10, how many crypto punks? 10,000. You know how many Bitcoin there are? Four? 21 million. There Damn will boom. be eventually. And not even until 2140. So we're going to be waiting a while for 21 million Bitcoin. You know how many rare Dojo Palooza NFTs there are? Four, five. 500. Very oh, rare, guys. That's more and rare. We're giving than away two. It's much more rare than Bitcoin. There's a lot more people that will have more than one Bitcoin than there will be with these NFTs. So remember that before you list it for sale. Okay, guys, you might want to hold on to it. The suspense is killing me. Let me share my screen. Let's figure out who's winning these two VIP tickets to Doja Palooza on October 9th. $600 value right here. Okay, can you see my screen? No, uh, I can't. But now okay. we can. What, what we're gonna do here? Money. We're gonna money generate three times, like guys. Money, Mitch. <laughs> we're gonna press generate three times to make it super random. I don't always trust these number generators. A lot of times they're rigged, so we're gonna do it three times, <laughs> and then and then we'll pick from there. Google's been watching us. Okay, one sixty-one, two thirteen. Three. 49. Let's see who it is. Okay, I don't have Twitter pulled up anymore, but we'll get there. Boom. So, uh, Brian, you want to explain what true randomness is uh, while we're uh, while we're doing this? What true randomness? Like the uh, programmatically how true randomness works? You just click yeah, yeah, yeah. random three times, and that's true random. That's it. It was easier than I thought it was going to be. Very long, complicated three clicks. Okay, yeah. 49 people in. Let's start counting. True randomness is actually like ridiculously expensive, and all those like random number generators that you use are not actually random. It's a very, I mean, it's, it, it can be longer than the 265 um, SHA hash. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a whole lot. Yeah. 
a topic for another day though yeah it is important though um uh what cosmos i think or no uh chain link chain link has a true random number generator on mm. their site and it's free to use really yeah huh. i just here I just we go that. i wonder how that we went. have a winner this Adamolo Adamolo Wealth. Hopefully I pronounced that right. You're following me. You entered the giveaway. You won this fair and square. I even pressed the random number generator three times. So send us a DM. We're gonna get you set up with two VIP tickets to Doja Palooza. You are not gonna want to miss it. Six hundred dollar value, like we said, and you'll be getting two of those rare Doja Palooza NFTs with your tickets. That's awesome. Probably so reach out to all the for this to keep in the crypto but you know ryan <laughs> took charge and he did great Thanks, thank ryan. you ryan yeah right, i love so giving back to the fans to all the winners on twitter uh, and my sure factory you know. shirt otherwise Ooh. we'll uh give some more away um Ooh. but yeah so we still have like we still have a bunch more to give away right yeah i think we have we have uh, some more general admission and we have the ability to give away one more set of two vip tickets we'll see how we go about right. that but if we can get stay 50 tuned. likes in the next couple seconds, then we'll give one away to a viewer right now. General admission, though. We're not made of money. General admission, no. yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. I, I can't see. I don't have the YouTube page up. How many likes do we have, guys? What are we at right now? I don't have the YouTube page pulled up either. Man, I don't know. I'm working we don't on care it. about likes. We care about the content for y'all. That's exactly. what we care about. As long likes as you have a good the, time. Side bonus. All right, let's see, let's see, let's see. We have 42 likes. Looks like no one's getting a ticket today. Hmm. Hmm. We should give some away in the Telegram, guys. Join up in the yes. Telegram. Yeah, great idea. We should give away a ticket or two in there. There's not very many people. We, we haven't been too active, but we're going to be growing the Telegram. Give you guys some insider trading information into the insights of on-chain analytics there's going to be some glass node coming up, so stay tuned for that. But join the Telegram. We'll get you set up. Hopefully, you can win a Doja Palooza ticket, and we'll see you there. Yeah, join the Telegram. You might, you, you will. Someone will get a ticket. There's not a lot of people in there right now. Someone There's like 25 people, guys. That's a 4% chance. That's a better chance than following us on Twitter, but you should still follow us on Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter and send me a DM... That's really nice. I might be able to get you a ticket, but probably not. <laughs> it's worth a shot, though. It is worth hey, a it's shot. Not gonna hurt. It's not going to so, hurt your chances. Hey, producer Rohan, if you hear this, how much how much more time do we have? What what show is on next? 3.30. A little bit of NFT. Oh, it's not so 3.30, huh? So yeah. maybe we should do a little bit of NFT shopping, huh? All right. I, I got, I'll be right back. Kier wants to know about them. NFT, NFT Mooner bus, special Mooner yeah. bus on NFTs. That'd be cool. Does anyone All have right. any NFT projects that they want us to check out on OpenSea? Drop some some stuff in the chat. I'm gonna pull up the one that I've been looking at lately, the Rogue Society of Bots. I mean, we we showed this on stream months ago, maybe two months ago. Um, their website is really dope, and they just released these like last week. Uh, so. Let's let's filter by buy now, uh, and so we could see the floor price is point one, still relatively cheap. Um, hey, and uh, iPad Pro is point two five ETH, so be careful how you use the word cheap here. And iPad Pro is point two five ETH. Okay, never mind. Seems Damn, cheap, really right? That, 
they aren't really that cheap. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I don't know how I feel about NFTs right now. I, I, I feel like we could see a, like a sustained bear market, um, especially if crypto keeps ripping or if it starts ripping again. Uh, but one thing I want to show y'all is this hat, the fire hat. It's my favorite one. Please don't steal it. Probably fire look hat. it up. Fire hat. Oh, you got right it. Right here. Uh, so it's got like the fire coming out, the smoke. I just think this is dope. Um, but this is, they cost as much as an iPad Pro. So um, I guess they're not, not that cheap. I'd rather have an iPad Pro at this point. I'm going to try to scoop some of these up in the bear market though, because they are sick. I do like them a lot. Um, but let's see. We got, we got World of Women. Ask it for the World of Women. Do you guys know about this project? I've seen it on Twitter. I know that it's a female artist who's created this. It seems pretty cool. There aren't very many profile picture NFT projects of women. So that's really cool to see this diversity come into the space. I'm all for it. it. It looks pretty cool, but I haven't been following it. Do you guys know anything about this project? Brian, we can't hear you. Hello? Brian. Yeah, I was on the Okay, there we go. Logan Paul's all about it, and so is Gary. It's actually got a pretty good items to owners ratio. Floor price is uh, pretty freaking high. Um, But they are cool. I do like the art. Didn't Logan Paul, somebody gave one of these to like Reese Witherspoon, I think. Yeah, Logan gave one to Reese Witherspoon when she picked up her ETH at the top last week. (laughs) (laughs) She's trying. At least she's trying. Yeah, Yeah, good point, good point. It's better than not owning ETH. Yeah, and it's not like it matters to her. Mm -hmm. So what, what are we doing about? Are we just looking at them? Oh, special NFT moon or bust. We have to give oh. these moon or busts. I'm going to give this I'll one. Give this one a moon. I'll give this one a moon. I like this project. It's different. It's not a copy of any other project out there. Mm-hmm. And I like it. And it has some celebrity backing. Now, Logan Paul's in on it. Reese Witherspoon's now in on it. I'm sure there's a few other celebrities Gary, I'm not aware of. Gary V, there you go. Here's an yeah, idea Steph first. Curry's gotten into crypto too, like how Powell says. Okay, so here is Steph Curry's crypto wallet. What? Uh, let's let's go wow. see all of his and those dope guys i like, he's got I some like corrupted cats. cool cats he's got some bad copy mutant apes now mind you most of these were sent to him i bet that he oh yeah we, we know for a fact that he purchased uh this board ape yacht club oh man he's got a penguin he's got, now he's got hundreds uh adam hundreds or adam bomb squad he does he does have a bomb squad these guys are sick We'll look at them next, uh, but he does have a penguin. He does have a mutant. He does have he has some blue. Uh, some blue. Let's see. He's got a blue. Oh, yeah, he's got a blue. SV blue. Hmm. Blue. It's like loot. Ooh. Ooh. Only <laughs> oh. demonetized. Gonna, gonna get demonetized. <laughs> <laughs> These are cool though. Okay, let's check out that Adam Bomb Squad. First, let's get a Mooner bust on Steph Curry. Moon, always. I'll uh, I'll say Moon for what he's bought. Everything else is just a a bust, really. Looking for some attention, sending stuff to his wallet. That's just how it goes. Mm -hmm. You guys can feel free to send some stuff to my wallet too. Yeah, uh, come on. Don't mind at all. (laughs) 
It's really yeah. easy. It's uh, ryanm.eth. Just send it right yeah. there. And yeah, uh, you don't it's even have Brian. to type in a long string of letters <laughs> and numbers. No. Mine's brianmore.eth, mm. baby. Yeah, so these are cool. They're made by uh, this Adam guy who did made the hundreds at Streetwear brand. Uh, there's 25k of them, which is a lot. And there's also it's like you can't really tell the properties. They're like all unique. So if you want to try to figure out which ones are actually rare, you got to scroll through all 25,000 of them. So <laughs> good luck, I guess. This is cool though. This they're is they're fun uh, though. I mean, they're pretty cool, and the their their community is really really big. I like mm-hmm. them. Yeah, Phase Banks is in on these. I think they were on the roadmap or, or the the NFT other NFT crypto show on Benzinga. I think. Go check out Faze Banks portfolio these days. He's, He's got the thing that Ryan had that Ryan sold really early. And the banner. his banner at the very top. Oh, oh yeah. He's That's got so one sick. of those Damien Hearst. That's yeah. sweet. These vampires here, I heard I've heard about those. Somebody sent them the other day in a, in a work Slack chat. Or no, it was it was Wolverine blockchain, Logan. These were the vampires. Yeah, was, <laughs> Heyman, our right? boy, our boy Heyman. He sent these in Wolverine blockchain's chat. Said they were going to be big. It was made by the art of the artist behind Board Ape Yacht Club, from what I've heard. And they're going to implement some NFT gaming with them. So I guess that's pretty cool. I'm not a huge fan of the art personally, but it seems like they have a cool team behind them. So it, mm-hmm. it could do well. Did you guys see what happened with the sevens drop yesterday? Mm-mm. nope basically failed no one was able to mint and then some one person minted like 998 of them uh, by exploiting exploiting some bug uh it, yeah they dropped he's got a uh quickly after release he's is got it oni force oni i was gonna say yeah. uh, on one yeah it looks like that i think it's oni force and then those uh i've heard i've seen those uh koalas the koala agency I've seen those. Oh, no, Did you guys that. see how you can actually put NFTs as your ENS profile picture? Yeah, I did see that. Can you do it yet? Is that live? Uh, they're working on it. I saw something about it today. I'm not sure if it's live just yet, but it's going to be live very soon if it's not already live. This nice. one right we have here. to check that out, though. Secret Society of Wales. The whales. So many NFTs, bro. Let's look at all these punks. Holy shit. Oh my god. I has a few punks there. He got them at, he got them at a great price too. Good for Ricky, man. He's got a me bit. Let's fucking go. Secret Society of Wales is pretty interesting. I was in a Twitter space the other day with Young Investor, and he bought some of these Secret Society of Wales. And it's pretty cool. He actually ended up, they're not too expensive, but he was able to sell his for $70,000 because they do giveaways and they do it in a very interesting way. So everybody who owns a Secret Society of Wales has entered into the giveaway. So you have a one out of 10,000 chance of actually winning the giveaway. In this case, it was for a rare board ape worth about $200,000. But the way they did it is they chose five lucky winners from the 10,000 owner, not the 10,000 owners, I guess it's the 3,600 owners of the 10,000 NFTs. And then from there, they had another lotto giveaway with those five. So what Young Investor did is he had one of the five 
that had the potential to win the sport ape worth two hundred thousand dollars and somebody actually ended up buying that secret society of wales nft from him for seventy thousand dollars now it wasn't worth anywhere close to seventy thousand dollars when i was in the space with him last week he said it was worth maybe five hundred dollars but somebody was willing to pay that because they had a 20 percent chance at getting this rare board ape yacht club nft worth over two hundred thousand dollars so that's really cool to see and then that gets some big sales for this nft project so i think it's actually a really smart way of doing it too Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen any th- anyone else do that, so I, I, don't know, I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, I wish I could sell mine for seventy grand. I'd anybody mm-hmm. any takers, I, I will <laughs> right now. I'll pay gas. I'll pay the gas fee. <laughs> How gracious! And uh, nice drips. I uh, I've I've gotten into those guys. Those are guys are pretty cool. The um they're very very cheap right now. They're like point zero one to below point zero one. And um, they are really neat. Their artwork's really cool. Um, I'll try to pull some up, too. I, I have a whale, a nice strip, and a glue factory horse. Ooh. Speaking of glue factory horses, I think that this is this project is actually going to be so huge. Like, I do, too. When the, when the show comes out, it's, there's a lot riding on that show, right? So if the yeah. show is really good then these things are just going to, I mean, take off, you know, the show, if the show is bad, then that's the risk you're taking. Right. Um, but since the show's not out, there's still some speculation room. The floor price is super low. It's a quarter of an iPad pro. <laughs> <laughs> is that uh, our measurement? Yeah. Yeah. Logan was saying something looked cheap and I had to mention to him, iPad pros worth like 0.25 ETH. So be careful. What's cheap. What's not cheap out here. That's ETH true. is deceiving. It Gone is. are the it, days of a $100 Ethereum. It was kind of easy to, uh, you know, move one ETH over and then spin 0. 0.5, 0. 0.7, whatever, um, over. And then you realize how much in USD that is. And then you're like, oh, man, I can't tell my wife about this. I can't tell anybody about how much money. But it was only one ETH. No big deal. It was Just one ETH. Just an ETH. Just an ETH. Just a it's not ether. like it's going to be worth 10K in a matter of months. No, yeah. you're no. fine. It's fine. Not like you had 20 Bitcoin back in tw- 2012. And you hey, they were, they were well stuff. spent. They were well spent. Were they? <laughs> it's up to you to decide, bro. Library books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Sure. Okay. Uh, I am. I, I got to get going here. I got to get back to work. Do you guys want to keep going for the next? I gotta get. I gotta get it out. Prep, or should we call it here? I, I think Luke's good. gonna be giving us a call any minute, saying get back to work. Yes, I think <laughs> so too. So we should get back to work. Um, but anyways, thank you so much for flying with us today on the Moon or Bust rocket ship. This is Logan, Ryan, and Brian. We will see you guys on Friday. Uh, until then, have a good one. Keep it real. Stay safe.